everyone. I'm Locke. Hey guys, welcome back. Haley and Locke, another episode, the last episode of Quarantine Quandaries, our fourth and final. Mm -hmm. This one's a little more unstructured, I guess. We're just going to kind of sum up our thoughts um, from the preceding episodes. Mm -hmm. so, so we covered, we covered uh, a lot of shit. So we, first yeah. episode, they covered how things are working now mm -hmm. with all of the pandemic shit. Um, second, we covered all the layoff stories uh, third, we covered uh, grooming. I thought whether or not mm -hmm. essential. And so, all really big topics. Uh, I feel like yeah. this is probably going to be some of our most important videos that we put out. It's this is a series we put out just because it's what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, it's very topical. It wasn't our plan. Mm -hmm. No. No, this was we were planning. We have a whole list of videos coming out after. We do this so many. Uh, but this is a lot of shit going wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's affecting animals. So really, we kind of got to talk about it. And yeah. uh, I'm liking the responses at least, which is nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, We've been having some great thoughts and insights coming up. Great feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing we didn't really touch upon though um, was pet stores and how during all this, what they're considering to be essential uh, is that a lot of them are still selling animals or they have yeah. sold animals. They, some of them have stopped or some have continued again. Uh, so we didn't really get to talk about that. And mm -hmm. well, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's a pretty general message of it's not essential. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like out of all the things that would probably be one of the least Unless, of course, obviously, it's like feeder, like crickets or goldfish yes, or whatever. That's, obviously, okay, those yeah, are sorry. essential. Yeah, yeah let me no, change not, my wording yeah. on that then. Um, they are selling pets. Pets, yeah, pets. Yeah. Like hamsters, lizards, birds, mm -hmm. sometimes. <laughs> um, um, so my issue, biggest thing coming out the gate, you still sell animals, fine. Mm -hmm. but you had grooming closed <laughs> like yeah what is your priority list of what's essential I know right like you can't you can't like get your pet groomed but if you want you can buy a whole new pet like if yours is like too fucked up from math here's a fucking a chameleon one. yeah here's a chameleon sorry <laughs> like know. that's actually insane to me because that just truly means like they know their profit they know their profits mm -hmm. right that like yeah. so I don't know business-wise how much grooming impacts large corporate companies or even smaller salons like independent salons um like how much money they receive because I know it's a lot mm -hmm. of commission it's a lot of tips I thought like um when restaurants are making money they're making money not from like this like they're losing money from like the servers getting tips and everything mm -hmm. so they pay them really low but for grooming you get paid at least minimum wage usually a little bit more or like minimum minimum wage right uh, mm -hmm. and yeah they're getting commission and they're getting tips or like that so maybe that's why they shut down for a bit and also that's a lot of contact coming in that's understandable but animals selling are coming animals. in yeah <laughs> animals are coming in from god regardless <laughs> like a regardless lot of, like 
human contact is involved. You can't sell a hand without someone being all up in your shit and having like their face in your armpit, like looking. Um, and yeah, like what you said is right. Like, and one thing for pet stores is the animals are basically losses for them. It costs money for like food, housing, veterinary care. So they're basically losing money keeping the animals there. But what they want is the profit that selling those animals will bring. Because exactly. the animals basically are right off, but when the person buys it, they will buy a few hundred dollars worth of mm -hmm. setup, and then there'll be a repeat customer coming back for months and weeks after that to buy more food and bedding and stuff like that. So the animals would probably bring in more pro profit. I don't really want to say that because dog grooming is pretty popular, um, but I guess they feel selling animals is like a way to get around that um, loss of profit on the dog mm -hmm. grooming. And this is for the ones that were open, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're closed, you can't sell animals. Like you could at least still sell the stuff for animals, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like there's ridiculously cheap cages, like hamster cages that are cost, like the manufacturer is what, like a, a few dollars to make mm -hmm. because of how cheap the materials are. And they sell them for like 60 bucks. Yeah. Like, so it's very profitable to for pet stores to mm -hmm. sell animals because yeah, no, like your hamster, $15 hamster is hella cheap and it will be the cheapest part. Yeah, it, it will. always is. Your animal is always the cheapest part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so I can say for my store, we closed, when we did shut down, we had no access to the public. Can't say, cannot sell animals yeah. anymore. So, yeah, but but I work for corporate. I, <laughs> I work for a high retail company and there's some other stores out there. Uh, yeah, like independent retailers. Yeah, they're independent, yeah. but they're very, like they're still a large uh, store. They like still a, have many employees. Yeah, yeah. Um, like so there is a few in Toronto and uh, I'm not gonna name any names mm -hmm. at all because because I don't know who's in charge of what and who makes these decisions. And if it was all just chaotic because pandemic, has, we, we can't figure out a choice on anything during the pandemic. Um, but they were like, you know what? During curbside service, we're also just going to sell animals too on the curbside. Yeah. As wow. In, yeah. You can order online your hamster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could be Definitely. five years old with your mom's credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and buy a hamster. hamster to go. Okay, yeah. well, you're a smart five-year-old if you know that much, but like, you know, <laughs> a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old, like, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, exactly. No way to like vet people, like even if they do have like everything in their cart ready to go, like cage food, everything like that, like there's no way to say they're going, they're necessarily well-educated without speaking to them. There's mm -hmm. no way to give them advice, things like that. Um, so there's no way to truly tell what kind of home you're selling the animal to. I Absolutely mean, not. And then with... Yeah. Um, there's no denying or changing shit too. Cause if you're selling mm -hmm. animals, your best intentions are not for the animal's lives. Yeah. I can already tell. If you're selling animals on curbside, that's, that's definitely out of question. Like, so mm -hmm. they could get, I don't know, like a fucking, I hope this doesn't happen, but like a fucking guinea pig inside of a hamster cage. Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen. So things just they frustrate me highly 
Um, I don't know if it's whether they're just trying to get rid of the animals that they already have. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, well, now because every, like they're using it, the pandemic as a ploy to sell more animals because mm-hmm. people are bored and now they're realizing they want a pet at home. I know. Yeah. It's another huge thing is like the demand for pets has probably, I think it actually has, like I have seen that it has. Mm -hmm. Um, it has gone up now because people are bored they want something to do and when people they think it'll be a fun project to keep their kids busy and when people want to go look at stuff because things have think more things are opening up now but things have been very limited for a long time and when pet stores are considered an essential service when you look at all the essential services that are open that you are able to go look at a pet store is obviously the most entertaining option when it's like a grocery store a drug store whatever else was like essential um So that's why people are just coming in to like browse um, and makes them more open to like buying everything for some new animal they've never wanted until now just because it's a fun distraction and a project. But it will still be there after the quarantine lifts. Yep. It'll still, yeah. So I guess uh, we'll have to, for us, it's common sense, but I guess we, we should explain why you shouldn't get an animal during quarantine. There's a difference between pre-planning and unfortunately the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. during that time. That is a completely different story. However, if you are planning on getting an animal because of your boredom, Mm -hmm. when we know this pandemic and quarantining at least, right, is going to be temporary. Yeah. This is... An unfortunate formula for neglect. So mm-hmm. you might have all the time right now, but you're going to go back for your eight-hour shift. You're going to go back to school. You're going to hang out with friends, and you're going to realize how much your animal needs when it comes to care, attention, and just yeah, like clean and up, like, like anything, like yeah, all of that. There's so much, and it doesn't even like apply to just like who we're assuming, just like naive buyers coming in from the pet stores like even experienced owners who already have a lot of animals like mm-hmm. if you have been laid off or have your hours reduced during quarantine you're at home more and you think oh I can I can easily get another animal I have a lot of time now like you just have to remember your schedule will pick up again um, and in the future you may not have as much time as you do now to look after an animal and I'm just like covering the new cage in the corner like this is a special <laughs> circumstance don't don't look if you are looking if you're not listening to this if you're listening to this then nothing happened I- ignore um yeah and another um topic actually this kind of goes off what we were talking about so if you were like pre-planning to buy an animal like you're someone who's been researching and wanting an animal how would should you wait until after quarantine or how would be a safe way of going like a so a social distancing way of going about acquiring this animal. Um, so I would, the way I would do it, um, or what my advice would be, um, is try to wait if you can, if it's something that like you can wait for, you've been planning for a long time, you can spend this time maybe like doing research, um, like building an enclosure. Yeah, prepare like as much as you can. Yeah, just like prepare, cause you can't like really prepare too much. Um, and then if you do decide to get an animal, like do it in a responsible manner. Um, and what this kind of goes, this kind of goes into another point, um, like social distance, but find a reputable breeder who like says they are taking precautions, um, where I guess like, you know, they won't send you your invoice, like in an envelope they licked or something, I don't know, just someone who is aware of the current pandemic, 
and is not going to be coughing all over your, their animal they're sending you. Um, and then um, like either arrange pickup in such a fashion. I'm not really sure how you would do that where there's no social contact. It's, it would be the similar. So um, with my clients and everything, like mm-hmm. I have my gloves, I have my mask on. Uh, it's curbside. Right? That's, mm-hmm. So what I have been telling people is if you're either going, uh, I guess if it's for adoption, either you're going to be given the carrier, yeah. you know, like buying the carrier or it comes with the animal. Or if you're not, mm-hmm. uh, I tell the people I'm like either have a plan for sanitization for that and mm-hmm. quarantining it as well afterwards. Yeah. Smart, and then, yeah. or have something disposable, like a cord- cardboard box. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's very Yeah, good. so uh, that's what I've been suggesting for uh, my clients. And I thought, so they come to my facility. They mm-hmm. meet me outside. We're like, I don't know, like many, many feet apart. Like we can see yeah. each other across the street almost, right? Mm-hmm. They go into my driveway. They drop off the animal in the carrier they step away and we've all yeah. had uh, an I go grab the animal afterwards and I enter back into my my facility but we have had a clear communication mm-hmm. of what the procedure is before all this yeah so that it was literally just drop off yeah like and I don't, don't want to sit there and be like okay what do you need what are you looking for when it yeah comes you to don't this want that no no, the details yeah. were in my emails. It's all done beforehand, and then you just kind of do it as like a hand porch, like curbside drop off. And you don't sell animals like a, as a breeder. You're, exactly, you're and a then, rescue, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So, mm-hmm. uh, and also you're mentioning about like paper and envelopes, stuff that like remains with you, mm-hmm. right? Any type of transfer that remains with you, yeah. Um, try to do electronically, just because not only yeah, is it, exactly uh, like e-transfer, like like try and do it that there's no exactly less contact uh Um, well also it's just a lot more environmentally friendly too it is (laughs) that's true to like go find an envelope print it out Mm -hmm. like just get get on board with the with the internet Uh, have stuff mm -hmm. digitally would be a lot more preferred anyway um other than that now one thing i want to say um there are animals that are kind of easier to acquire in a more socially distanced manner, like reptiles can be shipped, for example. Mm-hmm. So what I'm like, not saying I necessarily agree with this, but this is just one possible point I can see, one argument I can see is when people say, oh, we're selling animals curbside, how is that different from like a large reptile retailer online? Like, you know, like the large breeders, like Morph Market, um, like some of the maybe sketchier ones like LLL reptiles, backwater reptiles, how would that be different from them shipping out a lizard to someone and then someone buying a lizard curbside? Is there a huge difference in that? How would that large breeder be able to um, tell if someone is providing a good home for the reptile? Oh, absolutely. So what I've actually found, uh, because I... I actually just have a, a recent rescue rabbit with me right yeah. here. If you're wondering about like the footsteps and Haley's cage <laughs> in the back, these are rescue options and fostering yeah. options. Like these are things that we do on the side right that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I have a Flemish giant that I am fostering right now from a rescue group and everything had to be di- digitally, right? So what yeah. I love about this, I don't, I've never bought a reptile online. My might have just mentioned that, but if it were to mm-hmm. go down properly, what I would love and I would find even safer than mm-hmm. buying something at the pet store or something physically is when uh, I communicate with them, it's photos, it's videos, it's so much discussion 
and um, it's also uh, video chats, mm -hmm. like what we're doing right now. So yeah. I'm showing them my room. I gave them an inspection. I gave them the measurements. I showed them that it was rabbit proofed. Like I have all this proof right here in my home mm -hmm. that tells me what my setup is. I can speak to them right now and say, hey, like during the video call, do you know about their health issues? Do you know about what to look for? Do you know how much they should be eating? What mm -hmm. behaviors are normal compared to abnormal? I find that to be more reliable than someone coming into a pet store saying, don't worry, I have a cage yeah. up and then they have to sell it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah. Um, so if they are doing shipping and stuff with that, um, curbside, there's no talk, <laughs> like mm -hmm. there's no talk in an order. It's not a quiz yeah. that you take beforehand, uh, before mm -hmm. you order online, which they should, that'd be freaking awesome. If, mm -hmm. um, they had quizlets, uh, for stores, uh, in general in person or whatever. Um, but if they're actually going through proper communications, mm -hmm. I don't see the issue with having any shipments when it comes to yeah. rent house, at least, or fish or whatever. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, um, I know some, like, I think morph markets, some of the websites are through, like, it's basically like a classified for individual breeders. So I think with those guys, there mm. usually will be some contact between the breeder and the owner. Um, and these websites are also normally used by, like, professionals or breeders or people in the industry or people at least who are somewhat experienced keepers to actually like know to go on these websites and find them because the average inexperienced keeper not they're not just like the average person off the street wandering into a pet store and deciding they want like mm -hmm. a lizard or something oh, it's a very um, niche thing to, yeah, to like look at yeah but most of the larger scale websites like the large-scale breeding operations like bhb backwater reptiles they they are just like a checkout like you add it to cart you check out Go. oh that's not good. I, at least i'm pretty sure um i personally haven't ordered but i have looked into ordering before um i know people who have and i think a lot, like some of them do have the function where you can just correct me if i'm wrong anyone um but they i think that you can just check out with very little screening um and i i do agree like there should be some degree of screening who, who, no matter what you buy an animal i'm sure for some species of animals they do like some of the eight thousand dollar like crocodile monitor lizards i'm sure they mm -hmm. they will not just sell to anyone they they do require some screening for that for their own legal reasons, if anything else. Um, but, and also another, I guess, argument that could be made for those websites though, is that care sheets are usually prominently displayed on those websites. So the information of how to care for that animal is usually quite accessible to the person. Whereas mm -hmm. on the average pet store website where you're doing like your curbside order or whatnot, they're usually, I think like some of the large corporation pet stores do have care sheets, but they're kind of harder to find. Like you need to go under like, certain tabs to get them that's not as usually clearly displayed or accessible. It as won't it is be on. posted along with yeah. their cage setups or their food yeah, or like, anything. Yeah, like it isn't as easily accessible as it is or visible on like a reptile specialty website. Um, yeah, that's... Also, but with that, that too, uh, you have to be, like we're giving the benefit of the doubt when it comes mm -hmm. to these uh, online shippers. Um, mm -hmm. You have to know about it first. So... Mm -hmm. For if you were pretty, I don't know, ignorant to their care and everything, uh, you wouldn't know where to get one other than a pet store. If you yeah, were exactly. so new into it and everything, you kind of have mm -hmm. to be in the hobby to know that you get fish and reptiles sent to you, or you, at least you mm -hmm. have that option to get fish and reptiles sent to you. Yeah. Like I had lizards for the longest time and I didn't know that they 
mm-hmm. got shipped till afterwards. Like it, yeah. I didn't learn it like the same year or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's getting more popular now, I think, just because the hobby is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Other than yeah. that, um, there was something else I wanted to mention when it comes to, oh yeah, adoption centers. Yeah. Just in general, that being open uh, and mm-hmm. promoting, mostly about promoting, about like having animals. Yeah. Yeah. Are, it, are all adoption centers open? I guess you would know more about so, that. You work more closely with yeah. rescues. Yeah. You so work, I work yeah. with uh, quite a few rescues. Yes, uh, of all types. <laughs> all types of all, yeah. Of like, yeah, yeah. Let's mention they're, they're like varied when it comes to species, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, like size and species of the rescue. Uh, size, species, yeah. if they're government funded, independent, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're talking, example, like if we're talking cats, right? Mm-hmm. That. Uh, yeah. Toronto Cat Rescue, they're not doing anything right now. I thought they're on hold for all yeah. that. Uh, so you so no find... adoptions? Yeah, well, right now, no. Um, no but... adoptions? Are they taking in so there's, cats? There's, yeah, there's holds. They are taking okay. in cats. Uh, a lot of people have holds. But the thing is, this keeps changing. I haven't actually looked into the update. I'm not, like, in their uh, volunteer group as, like, one of the administrators or anything. Yeah, you're not I'm, like, the catosphere. No, I'm, like, no, no. I'm, like, one of the person that comes in to clean up and give the person information to screen them mm-hmm. and all that stuff when they uh, go trying to, like, trying to get information to adopt a cat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't tell you the nit grade about it because that can change anytime because we're still mm-hmm. in the pandemic changes right now about what's yeah. opening up and what's not. Uh, one thing though is that a lot of these places promote in pet stores. Yeah. So when pet stores are not open, they're not able to promote. Yeah, because that's like a huge for like those that one specifically, like having a place like a face in the pet stores is a huge part, I'm assuming, of their adoptions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. it's it, we're the majority of them. Like there's national mm-hmm. adoption weekends where um it's just a, a mass of amount of uh animals mm-hmm. that go in that are not in their little smaller facility inside the store. Yeah. Uh and then they get so many adopted within a weekend, mm-hmm. which is freaking amazing. So one thing though, they were open, uh, and then I found out they weren't open, but they might be open again because things are changing. Uh, I don't know if I agree to promote it more to people that are quarantining, like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm okay with you promoting normally. Yeah. Because you're just, you're posting regardless, right? About what's, like, you're going to post, if you're going to make any posts about the pandemic or that, maybe like some changes that are happening or, um, you know, like your, your general business, message that says hey everybody take care stay safe all that type of stuff yeah yeah but if you're gonna promote I just I don't want to see the headline of board at home get a dog or exactly adopt. yeah they shouldn't be using it as like a way to like promote anything no not only, have, it, yeah it gives I'm the not wrong idea about the cats here but yeah. I have seen unfortunately a few different like not even the ones I work for not that but um some different centers, uh, a lot of smaller independent centers, unfortunately, because they're not government funded, they kind of need to still have a flow of animals mm-hmm. in order to take in more. Yeah. But at least with, uh, that's just, and that's just a few, a lot of stuff is still running. So uh, I work with the turtle rescue group. They're still doing their turtle rescue stuff. Uh, it's not something yeah. you touch too often anyway. 
like I said, I'm like reptiles. Yeah. Reptiles, so it's a little easier. Uh, dog stuff that are independent. Um, they're still taking in applications. They're still doing because if you can uh, wash your dog, right? That and that's your safety yeah. precautious measure, along with the drop off. Like it'll be a little bit more complicated, but sure you can work something out to make at least sure mm-hmm. you're as safe as possible with like gloves, masks, and everything. Um, that's different. The only thing though is that we're not able to do house checks. Yeah. Which but is a huge like, part. But like, but, like said, I said, though, you can do you with can this. have the video chat. But yeah, I will say though, with dogs, we're a lot more strict. Yeah. And you would have, you could be at your friend's house. Yeah. So like you could completely lie and I know you yeah. can completely lie anywhere. Like, Hey, this is my friend's house. Or but there, when there's legal documents involved, you can't really mm-hmm. fake your address or that. Yeah. It's a lot harder rather than no proof, no like physical signings or that. Like house checks really matter. So that yeah. part kind of sucks because we can't I mean, you could you could get them to scan like a piece of mail that has their name and address. That's true. Yeah. And I'm then Google sh- Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, like well, everything um, is kind of shut down. They're not asking. It. I'm volunteers yeah. for these like places. I don't run any rescues. I don't uh, I'm not a mystery for any rescues. Uh, the only like the most major thing mm-hmm. like I do other than volunteering um, is like promoting. Yeah. Like that's the only other thing I help out with. That's like a little higher up, like, but it re- I'm mm-hmm. really not involved that, that much yeah, when it yeah. comes to the corporation, uh, sorry, not the organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could do it that way. I have no clue. They just, they haven't been asking for volunteers to help out because they can't really help out with anything right now. Yeah. So I don't really have so, so much updates on different, and then it completely depends on what city you live in, what province or state. Yeah. Do you know um, if rescues, like, cause I know they normally would have to screen and vet like based on, you know, like have you had dogs for like all the basic questions, but yeah. are they also now screening like for COVID? Like, do you have a cough? Have you been out of the country? Like, I'm sure they do. Like, I, I, like I'm yeah. sure they do just in general for any meetup at all. Like mm-hmm. it's something that they plaster on the grocery store. <laughs> like, yeah. so I assume if there's like an email contact they're saying like, Hey, if, uh, we're meeting up for this and that, like maybe you should, yeah, yeah. or like, even if you're, yeah. example, like, so for animals that require a lot of work, um, and we will have an episode on this great Danes, mm-hmm. uh, is you do, you need to be a physically capable person in order to handle them. So yeah. if you are already like, unfortunately like have a severe injury like you have like really bad back issues so you can't keep up you're you don't have a car to drive some, them somewhere for like a like a run or you don't have a huge backyard for them to run in um there's things like that that makes sense for huge dogs maybe not so yeah. much of a reptile if you're doing I'm not talking turtles here I'm talking maybe mm-hmm. like a leopard gecko <laughs> yeah like if you have if you're slightly I don't know how to say it like uh you don't have full abilities to do everything or I thought yeah I you don't have like the capacity be, you don't have the capacity and resources to take care of like a larger dog yeah and that could be like through injuries it could be through I don't know maybe you're prone to migraine it could be like, like it could loads be like of things because do- those dogs need so much that like so many things could affect it and it could be like so many different things and that's yeah, fine so, if you can't like provide the care you 
just need to readjust what kind of animal you want mm-hmm. exactly to fit yeah. what so, you can handle yeah exactly so I find reptiles to be one of the easier ones because mm-hmm. of the care that it, they ask I know for as I, an animal. I like them like because <laughs> they do well with like periods of overcaring and undercaring I feel like like some days they, like they can it's better to like let them fast and not feed them every single day and mm-hmm. maybe like let let You're the tank fish. dry out instead of misting a bunch what I feel like I've said this in the past not so much anymore but reptiles are kind of like a good depression pet because the wax and wane of like my depression replicates the dry and rainy periods of nature because like oh sometimes I feel like good I'm gonna miss you every single day like give you all this food and then like the next day I'm gonna be like oh I'm depressed I don't want to do anything so your tank can dry out you can like have a fast for a day the next day I'm back like misting so <laughs> my, my depression replicates nature for <laughs> Like, oh, I forgot to feed you, but you know what? You, you don't get food every day in the wild You're anyway. Good. Like, my little <laughs> giggle, like, his tail is thick, like, two inches thick. Like, he does not need to eat every day. I only, like, give him food out of guilt because he, like, presses his little hands inside the tank <laughs> when he sees so crickets. Cute. And I'm like, oh, you're cute. Okay. Oh, and this is, okay, let's, let's, let's clarify. Like, this is if you know what you're doing and you know this yeah, thing I'm not, handle. Like, starving, I'm not advocating starving my, your pets. Yeah, no, or <laughs> just, like, advocating like, any sort of, like, forgetful neglect if you do no, have no. an issue uh, with depression that is, or any, like, yeah. anything, especially mental illness. Something yeah, that I'm, like, mostly does show physically. I don't like neglect my pets for long periods of time or anything. No, I'm not, like, no, super no. Struggling, but like reptiles are like a pet. And basically, we're saying they don't need like as much care as like a large type of dog. Not all reptiles, obviously. Some of them need a lot, a lot of care. But things like leopard geckos, very hardy, hardy reptiles, they don't need as much care as like some needier animals. Or like your yeah. feature uh, pets. <laughs> yes, yeah, or like we're being really specific to certain pets, like a crested gecko. Yeah. Your food yeah. dish lasts almost three days sometimes because of how the wetness of it, right? Yeah, I know. They last like 48 hours. So like they're- I get, I get they're Pangea, good. so it only lasts me a day. But um, mm. yeah, they're their brands sometimes two to three days. Yeah. Um, your best yeah, good. can yeah. do two days of fasting and that's- Yeah, it's actually, actually better for, better for them. So, like you know- <laughs> um yeah for what I was saying saying before anyway um what were we saying oh I've been back at work at the pet store um so yeah I forgot how much emotional labor went into working at a pet store she had to like handhold like everything oh my god like I don't want to be mean or rude but like first time fish customers that come in they want to buy everything you have to spend like an hour talking to them and you're just like I'm so drained you know what like I kind of Let's I kind of forgot. We don't have a plan for this episode. No. So let's talk about whatever is coming up. Uh, we just really want to mention about um, quarantining and getting animals during that. Yeah. But there's we really don't. Yeah, have a that plan was for this. the basic topic, but it's kind of veered off. And we let's don't. We, just we go with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much else to say. Like, put off getting animals if you can, but if you absolutely have to, maintain social distancing and no pet store shouldn't be selling animals because it's not a necessity people should adopt or do something where you can maintain some kind of social distance like whether it's a breeder a rescue someone who can maintain distance ordering a reptile online someone who can yeah anyway Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, fish customers man so uh your story is about to change when it comes to where you work yeah yeah yeah, so uh, how long have you been working for a pet store, though? Um, three and a half years. Three and a half years. Give okay. or take. 
I think, yeah, something like that. So for me, I have worked in the pet store for four and a half, we're summer now, so four and a half years, um, Mm -hmm. and been in the animal care department for three and a half. So we pretty much have the exact same, like, Mm-hmm. burnout moments I would think yeah. uh, so I don't currently work in the animal department anymore though but I did for the longest time it's been a little less than a year since I've stopped working in that department because it is super super draining yeah it's and I'm not a talking of... the, phys- the physical labor is probably the easy- easiest part yeah it is the first time customers for the fish where I'm like I sigh and I'm like damn this is this is hard. This is just hard to take like constantly. When you have Mm -hmm. an animal person, uh, when you, sorry, when you have a pet parent that comes in and they know what they're doing or they're asking the right questions at least. Mm -hmm. um, It's so much easier and better to deal with. Like if someone's somewhat prepared. It's, I I don't have to put up a fight with you. It gives you hope in the world. Like if someone thought to Google hamster before, just once, Google hamster. Before they came, like Google Hamster and kind of like scroll down and then close the page. That's better than a lot of like, like, please. Like if I, okay, so uh, I'm not too sure. Actually, that's a good thing for hamsters. I just want to fact check real quick before I say something stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so no, I already I, said a bunch of stupid things. Like people are, will, might come for me for being like too depressed for taking to look after my lizards. I, I was mostly joking, okay? They eat. They're fat. If you guys want to see my leopard goose tail right now, cater a specific niche of people. Like, yeah, Yeah. we're talking to a specific community. We're not talking to the average person. This is yeah. yeah. And he has all ten toes. Like he doesn't have any toes missing from stuck shed. And for a pet store leopard gecko, that is like amazing. Anyway, what what, hamsters? (laughs) Yeah, what I'm gonna just look up. But what was the minimum? Oh, the minimum hamster cage size because it's been changing. Yeah. Well, I want to see what it says online. Because right now, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's 540 square, for, sorry, yeah, 540 square inches um, in North America or the States. Um, yeah, because the, the European ones are different. Yeah, German, the European ones are in the 600s. what they give their hamsters. Ger- like, if you guys, like, look up German hamster enclosures, like, mm-hmm. it's, they're, Germ- they're, Germany's up yeah. there. Um, America and uh, Japan, we need, they need to step up their game. Uh, Canada, mm-hmm. we are no better. Um, what is minimum cage size for? I'm gonna guess. Hamster. I'm gonna guess because yeah, I guess. guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm I'm bad at score inches because, but I'm learning. Um, but forty gallon breeder is the last I heard. I think I haven't kept a hamster in a long time. Yeah, but mine was in a Google fifty says. gallon terrarium. I'm gonna say forty gallon breeders is American centric, and Google is also usually a couple years behind what they throw up on the first page. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say forty gallon breeder will come up. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I kept a ham and I had mine in a 50 gallon terrarium. I can't remember what the dimensions are. I know I should know the dimensions, the terrarium and the fish tank, but it was sold to me from a pet store labeled 50 gallon. And I can't okay. remember what the measurements are. I'm just going to do a quick calculation because quick math, not really good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, no, exactly. I just exposed myself for not knowing how to do math and yeah, <laughs> not wanting to do math. Yeah, that's kind of, I just don't want to do the math, honestly. Yeah, I just don't want okay, to Okay, so as say. We're tired. Okay, so square inches. Uh, you think it's a 40-gallon breeder, 40 right? 40 breeder, yeah. 
Yeah, so 40 gallon breeder, I'm pretty sure that does equal to 540 square inches minimum, mm-hmm. and that's why they said that. Um, were we both wrong? Um, well, I think we just said the same. So. Well, I didn't say mine because I'm going to be honest, my expectations were super low because Google. Um, oh, you're not married to the 500 square inches? No, I, my expectations are low. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to what Google says. Like yeah. my hamster was in a, oh, it's a fucking 58 gallon breeder. It's not even a real tank. I don't know what the, like, it's <laughs> such a stupid tank where like, you're mm-hmm. not gonna, I don't know. It's, I think it was like handmade or something because I'm <laughs> oh never God, gonna find like this weird tank. Home. Yeah, I couldn't find any lid for it. And like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the minimum requirements according to Google is a 24 by 12 inch cage that's at least 12 inches tall which equates to 288 square inches that's a critter keeper isn't it pretty much so 24 inches by 12 inches that's Mm -hmm. basically two feet yeah it's two feet by one foot yeah okay that's that's a shoe box that's a shoe what the fuck you know what? This is my Popeye's Damn. box. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, yeah. reveal myself right now. This is my Popeye's box. It's about mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than this. That's a critter trail. God damn. No, I, oh yeah, I meant critter trail. I think I was saying critter keeper. Ignore that. That's pro- honestly some critter. Oh, we, I get the two but, confused all the time because honestly, yeah. same size. Yeah. <laughs> same, same, size. same cage. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the wow, I'm per minimum, and so. Even if someone did come in and they said they Googled, yeah, it still might not be that conversation with people about, um, hey, like, so when when I say research, I meant like a little bit of research, like actual research. That like awkward moment when you have to tell someone that everything they've read is wrong and nothing you sell at the store is okay. Like, none of the cases are the right size, and you're just like, I feel bad for those people because I can understand their frustration. I know I can understand it too and their confusion and it's just like oh my god I, I get it but that's oh, actually a worse scenario because most of the pet parents that come into the store for their animal especially hamsters when I I ask this question to every single pet parent there is my mm-hmm. first question is have you done any research on this animal mm-hmm. and about 90 percent is no yeah I know so that to me, when you get frustrated with what I tell you, mm-hmm. that frustration makes no sense to me. Yeah. So you can't be angry that I'm giving you facts. Mm-hmm. Like I, you haven't done any research. So yeah, you can't even fact check. Who are you to argue? To. Yeah. yeah. And so when I tell people, I'm like, oh, hey, like, I'm not just saying this to say this, like, uh, I didn't just do a Google search. Like I've had, I've been in the hobby for mm-hmm. whatever many years, depending on the animal. Um, and like, I've experimented. I've seen what this, like what this thing does good and why this thing does bad and why I'm recommending this. Um, I know this might be a little bit more expensive where this seems really cheap in comparison, but that's what's good for yeah. them and would be beneficial to you in a lot of ways because a lot of times you can do your animal cheaper rather than buying a set kit or something like that yeah exactly more beneficial to the animal and exactly like and even um 
when sometimes when you offer someone a, a like an alternative that may not uh, that like may be a lot cheaper but it may require more effort just like mm -hmm. a bin cage or something for a hamster because like it's gonna be cheaper than like the 60 dollars like critter trail but mm -hmm. like and but people won't go for it because that means oh i have to go buy this then cut holes in it and like glue like the mesh over it or something and that's like i get it like it's work but i mean it's a living animal you should be willing to put like like 20 minutes of effort into something that will be beneficial for you and it in the long run um yeah i think yeah. we could do a whole episode on this the stresses of working in a pet store itself mm -hmm. and like the downsides we see um yeah but just to kind of relate it i guess if we can relate it to the current pandemic um mm -hmm. so my store just reopened and we are now selling animals again we weren't we're selling animals again now yeah um and because we're so low stock i do have to go and help out in that department yeah. even though i in, i'm not part of that department anymore when i do go and help out i'm reminded of kind of why i left like it's yeah it's it's i guess like this when i say like um the overwhelming burden and everything yeah. that you have to do your best, right? It is, it's so emotionally exhausting, not necessarily like mentally or physically or I thought it's emotionally exhausting. Because mm -hmm. you to care. Because you care. Uh, and it's always frustration. It's always, always, always frustration when it comes yeah. to what you're receiving. And it's rushed because people are low staffed to begin with. Like we're yeah. stupidly low staffed now. I know there's like there's four people in my store today yeah pretty much like well we got a little bit more but like that was four only recently, but we had like basically only four people on the floor for the longest yeah. time uh and it's to no one's fault right but uh yeah it's if you're coming in to buy an animal uh and you I don't know let's just let's let's just give a if I could give a message about this rather than just me complaining uh, about how exhausted I am from like having one shift back in, uh, it's if you're going to get an animal, especially now, realize how much stress uh, you're like the, the employee went through already just in the pandemic itself, regardless of the animal care or anything like just mm -hmm. customer service and just their job and just the scariness of all of it right realize yeah. the stress on them and that you're going in to get a non-essential thing and yeah. you're arguing or i don't know you're fighting for a dumb cause like you're it's mm -hmm. it if you're do like don't be that person yeah it's not essential so you coming in because you want a goldfish and you're a 10 gallon and you really want it. And I asked you, like, how long is it going to stay in there? Oh, it's going to stay in there with my four other goldfish for the rest mm -hmm. of their lives. I'm like, oh, so the rest of their lives means the rest of their short, short lives. Three weeks. I do like, yeah. I'm like, I have a great fucking life for a goldfish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like uh, if I don't know if it's just because everyone's just so tense or at that. I haven't had a good customer experience yet. Oh, wait, that's a lie. I've only had one good customer experience so far. Yeah. And that's months. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't really say that. I've had maybe like 
I don't know, like people have been pleasant. Um, people have also been completely rude for no reason at all, um, more more often than usual. Um, and I have had like a few people say, like, oh, thank you for working, which is nice. I understand their sentiment, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it's also not really a choice um, to yes. work at, at, like after a point. So it's not like I'm really doing something like selfless out of the goodness of my heart. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I am not because I mm-hmm. would be making more money off of service. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest. The company is that I work for really does take care of their employees when it comes to uh, loyalty, at least like, like protection. Mm-hmm. Like even if shit hits the fan and I'm only getting a few shifts a week when this is all over, I can guarantee that my job is back or that. Right. So yeah, okay. for security reasons, and also, I could just say, screw it, peace out, I'm out of here. Um, but the reason I still work for a pet store is because I help so much, even with the dogs and cats mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. I yeah, like having that conversation way more because to that, that, that makes more sense to people because people have kids. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they can talk about, when I talk about food and health and what actually good dog food is. They yeah. can kind of make sense of it. When it comes to exotic animals, they're completely it's like far removed. It's hard it's for people to such a different world for it. them. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on a people whole grew spiel. up with dogs and cats. Like they oh, grew up with dogs and cats. They know dogs and cats. They're like common and and they're well ingrained in like our society. They've mm-hmm. been domesticated for thousands and thousands of years. So yep. it's more easy for people to relate and understand. But with exotic animals, you're often talking about like an entirely different world. Animals like, yeah, that are protein very, levels. Yeah, animals that are like biggest. entirely not even mammals, like animals that are reliant on their environments in ways that we can't understand ourselves. Like mm-hmm. when you start talking to try and explain like the nitrogen cycle or like reptile heating and light yes. or someone, it's like you're talking voodoo, like trying to teach you how to do like witch stuff. Yeah, I'm talking a different language at this point. I might as well. Yeah, like they're they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm speaking Spanish to them, and they're like, like magic. Like they're I, trying and to they're explain just like, yeah, 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 like sure, magic. Just the fucking reptile, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but I like having the conversation with dog people much easier. And because we are still, we're still in the pandemic, guys. Like, it would, shit's still not normal. So we're not, we're still limiting the amount of time we can spend with one sole customer. Oh, yeah. like, it's, I, there's only so much I, I can do. So imagine with, when it comes to exotics, people are coming mm-hmm. in with not a clue of anything. So I have mm-hmm. to limit that even more than I limit it already. And I have seen the argument before that, um, like, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Like things that are people's hobbies, including animals that should all be considered essential because they're essential for people's mental health. Um, so mm. we shouldn't shame people for buying anything basically um, because everything could be considered essential to that person. I think it's a valid point. Um, but I also think if something is like, you're like there's safer and more social distance appropriate ways to go about buying things like your hobby I know not everyone can order something online but I'd say for like the majority like the population like instead of going out to like um I don't know a garden center to buy like plant food and soil and stuff like that you can order it off Amazon Mm -hmm. and so that can help fund your hobby instead of going out around people yeah, um, like, and, yeah, if you yeah. need to care and for like, anything, right now is a good time to start gardening or getting yeah, into and like plants. for the animals, like we said, um, 
for the animals. Like if, even if like they do make you happy and make getting a new pet would make you happy and help your mental health. Um, there are safer ways to go about acquiring that than going out to a pet store, being around more people. Um, so I don't agree yeah. with the argument though, when it comes to, yeah, those things being, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, to... this is my mental health uh, at risk now because I can't get another animal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very... That's the whole thing we will have an episode yeah. on is mental health and animals. Like, yeah, uh, it's very nebulous. And accumulating animals. Like, but as a point, it's, like, really hard to, like, pin on anything. I don't, I'm not saying I fully agree with it. I'm just kind of bringing it up as, like, a counterpoint. So you don't oh, really yeah. have many counterpoints as to why buying animals would be essential. Um, I guess yeah, except yeah, for, just like, the rescuing... Saying. Except, of course, we brought up that adopting animals helps out the rescues, uh, rescue more animals because then it, you know, gets some of, makes more places for animals. So that's another counterpoint that, like, people should acquire animals during the pandemic is for rescues, mm-hmm. um, adopting animals, stuff like that. But, yeah, so my, uh, my disagreement, I guess, with anybody that does say, like, I need an animal for my mental health during this pandemic is No. So mm-hmm. that is very, very selfish of you to do that. So yeah, like yeah. So I have some crippling fucking anxiety, and so mm-hmm. I have a hard time going anywhere out in public when it comes to restaurants or this and that, right? Um, yeah. But uh, coffee shops <laughs> that were uh, in the language I speak. Um, mm-hmm. I go to them about maybe once a week. So I'll yeah. go to like a Spanish coffee shop, a Korean coffee shop, a French coffee shop, or I thought. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that's a whole other story as to why that calms me down. But for me, that helps with my anxiety and it's almost like a exposure therapy yeah. in a way. But things are shut down now, right? Yeah. So you've had to make so, sacrifices. Yeah, I do have to make sacrifices. I should be looking, and like you shouldn't just be doing that to solve or no. procrastinate or put on hold your mental health. You should be working. No, no, it's coping. It's a coping things. mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should be. You should be already seeking out like professional help. You yeah. should be like going to see therapy. You should have a good community at least, a, a safe yeah, place exactly. where you feel like you can talk out. Mm-hmm. And like to help develop more like different coping mechanisms because mm-hmm. you can't like really pin like because what if something like this happens everything shut down you can't really pin everything on one thing to keep you sane and yeah. healthy. No, and like yeah. imagine you said about a child. Mm-hmm. I was sad, so you know, I got pregnant. Yeah, and then like it doesn't like when you put it into that perspective. I know what you mean. I know what they mean by like uh, like the needing to care about that, but. And I know it might dramatize yeah. it a lot more to put it as a human instead. But imagine you were just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I, I think a baby would help me feel better. Mm-hmm. That. You need to solve that shit way before I had, wait, a baby like that, you're going to cause so much more issues for yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. If it, is, if it is about depression, it is one or more animal that you need to feed when you are completely zero mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. It is something that you can feel more guilty about. It could hinder you more if anything like there's yeah. negatives to this thing that's you're just putting it on hold yeah it's a lot of responsibility yeah definitely so yeah no when it comes to it's like this it's kind of like a similar argument with like mental health when people are like well um I'm allowed to get angry at someone because I have blank 
this disorder right. yeah this or disorder more, right it's more of an excuse uh, that wasn't me that was because of my disorder that was no you take responsibility for that yeah yeah it's it's like an explanation but it's not an excuse for behavior it yeah, can help exactly. people understand no, why that happened but it's not like completely absolving you of any responsibility yeah no so you learn from it you accept it you grow mm-hmm. from it um if you can otherwise you just do your best on apologizing you don't blame mm-hmm. it on that and you don't yeah. continue to feed it either yeah like, no uh, exactly yeah. yeah so don't get animals if you're just sad if you are getting an animal be yeah. nice about it be safe about it <laughs> be smart do your be research. smart about how, it how are we for time uh i don't know Let me see a way to see <laughs> yeah i, I feel like know. we're doing a pretty like we're pretty wrapping it up already in general yeah so um this was our series this we're gonna be talking about not stuff that's not this yeah we're gonna be going on to norm like more normal stuff um i guess obviously because it's a current topic the pandemic will be mentioned here and there because it's affecting literally everything everywhere um but yeah so we've got lots of fun subjects coming up um maybe some more series too that we're planning so I hope you guys enjoyed our first series of our podcast very exciting stuff I know it's a little awkward but we'll be we're getting better as you can see we're Mm -hmm. getting less scripted um so yeah any final thoughts uh you're gonna be I think you're just gonna like more newer episodes are gonna come out Mm -hmm. after this uh if this wasn't your really your cup of tea um it's just we kind of have to script some things. We kind of have to roll with what we got because it, we couldn't not do this podcast without talking about this topic. It's exactly. actually impossible to do so. So mm-hmm. um, I hope you continue to look forward. So if you have seen some stuff, but it wasn't really your thing, uh, just keep an eye out on yeah. any of our, uh, actually any podcast platforms our podcast is on called Creature mm-hmm. Culture. Uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Or even yep. on Twitter. <laughs> yep. And uh, you can follow us there to see our updates. You can click the notification bell down below uh, just to see updates on if you liked videos to yeah, watch while yeah. you listen. Please like and subscribe, everybody. Yeah. Um, and so leave, a content, one, yeah, yeah. Sorry, leave a comment about what yes. content you want to see from us, too. Please, we have a whole list, do. but we are willing to add more. Yeah. Into the and discussion. we do have a yeah, we do have an email address, too. So for any inquiries of any kind, you can send those to our email. Um, I guess in closing, one other thing I just like to quickly say is before we close off, um, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be sharing on our Facebook page like some different resources um, of things you can do, ways you can help in your community, um, things like that. So stay tuned to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I'll be posting that. And yeah, anything stay else? Stay safe, guys. Um, yeah, stay safe, definitely. Be smart about Take it. Care. Uh, do your best. Yeah. We're all in this together. We're all doing it together. together as a thousand ad campaigns say. So yeah, take <laughs> care guys. And we'll see you on our next normal episode out, out of the isolation room. I don't know. We're still, I don't know. We're still we'll in quarantine, but yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks right. for listening. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>